One of the most frequent questions I get from OTs interested in transitioning into pelvic health is, what communities can I work with and what approaches are out there? Well, guess what? There's at least 12 we're going to discuss in today's episode. Let's check it out. New and seasoned OTs are finding their calling in pelvic health. After all, what's more ADL than sex, peeing, and poop? But here's the question. What does it take to become a successful, fulfilled, and thriving OT in pelvic health? How do you go from beginner to seasoned and everything in between? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are inspired OTs. We are out-of-the-box OTs. We are pelvic health OTs. I'm your host, Lindsay Vestal, and welcome to the OTs in Pelvic Health podcast. The wide world of pelvic health. If this is a new specialty for you, then this episode may be illuminating because I remember when I first learned about pelvic health, the field seemed quite focused and specific. Quite focused and specific on pregnant or expecting people. I have to admit that most of my stories and points of reference are also around pre and postnatal people. That's because the Functional Pelvis, my company, was the first private practice in Manhattan owned by an OT, and the pre and postnatal community was my sole focus. So naturally, it was my point of reference for everything. I get lots of questions from OTs about whether that's the only population you can work with in this field. So that's what I want to focus on today. This episode is meant to arouse your curiosity and inspire you to think outside the box. You can implement functional pelvic health techniques in a variety of communities and settings. It's not an all or nothing approach. After all, we are OTs and we are only limited by our ability to problem solve with our clients. And we can problem solve with every single one of them. Now, this episode is by no means going to include an exhaustive list. I will do my best to present a wide array. If there's something I left out, please reach out to me via email or via social media, and I will gladly add your additions to a future episode. One of the ways you can find me is on my website, which is www.functionalpelvis.com. Specifically go to the professionals tab, because guess what? That's where I have a ton of blog blog posts, and I basically call it pelvic health headquarters for a reason. You're going to find so much free nuggets of wisdom there. Now, there are a few different ways we can look at the subspecialties of pelvic health. The first is from the communities we can serve. The ones we will be reviewing today are people who are going through puberty, prenatal people, postnatal people, perimenopause and menopausal people, pediatrics, oncology, elderly, men's health, LGBTQ+, athletes, and ostomy care. So basically, if you have a pelvis, we can support you. So let's get into the details of this now. The first was those of us working with clients in a period of life where they're in a transition. 
This would include puberty and pre-puberty clients. There's the pre and postnatal communities. And my heart is absolutely here with these vastly underserved populations. Likewise, the perimenopause and menopausal people, they are very underserved individuals who can absolutely use our support. These are periods in our life when our hormones are in such flux that an influence that it has such an influence on our pelvic floor function. So for example, both with lactating people and with perimenopausal people, estrogen is traditionally in decline, right? And this affects our pelvic floor's ability to be buoyant, responsive, and supple. During the menopause years specifically, the tissue changes and their symptoms are often referred to as genitourinary syndrome of menopause, also known as GSM for short, because that word is definitely a mouthful. <laughs> and some telltale signs of GSM include pain with sex, vaginal dryness, and urinary incontinence. Now, quick side note, some providers may use the term vaginal atrophy instead of GSM. A very similar, albeit temporary, process actually happens to people who are lactating. In terms of supporting pre- and postnatal people, we can offer birthing rehearsals that help prepare the birthing person for optimal delivery, such as optimizing the uterus and ab wall to help push the baby out, versus what many people think, which is that the vagina pushes the baby out. Quite the opposite. The vagina actually relaxes and gets out of the way for optimal delivery. Fascinating, right? This is just a small sliver of the work we can do as pelvic floor therapists is this education. It's, it's pretty awesome. Now, postpartum care can help with the ADLs of being a new parent and all that goes with that. Many OTs specialize in the mother-infant dyad, which would involve caring holistically for both the baby, whether it's in the NICU or once the baby is home, and has needs that OTs are so well-equipped to address. And of course, our background in mental wellness can help with all of the feelings that accompany these role changes. OTs are just so well-rounded and equipped to address the bio, psycho, and social aspects of a person's life. Am I right? We can also work with oncology clients, elderly people, men's health, LGBTQ+, athletes, and ostomy care clients. Basically, if you have a pelvis, we can support you. In terms of our approaches, we use trauma-informed care, neuromuscular re-ed, behavioral re-ed, sexual health, mental health, and manual skills. It's truly a blend of skills and it's not ever a cookie cutter approach. It's one of the things I love the best about being in this field, especially when you've been in the field for a while. The longevity aspect of it, oh my goodness, it's something that you just get more and more in love with because it's not cookie cutter. You reinvent yourself, you reinvent the treatment protocols that you have from client to client, because even if a client back to back have the exact same diagnoses, the treatment and the homework is never the same because we're truly meeting the client where they are, right? This is one of the many reasons why after being in this field for over a decade, it is still incredibly fulfilling and fascinating. 
Every client is like a puzzle where we meet them where they are. Now, for many new OTs, because I see a ton of them in my OT Pioneers Introductory to Pelvic Floor Therapy for Occupational Therapist course, which is online and offered several times a year, they tell me this statement that I make seems overwhelming, right? Like, what do you mean it's new for every client? But I got to tell you what I tell them with 100% confidence that taking into account the individual factors of the client in front of you, such as looking at the time the client has to realistically perform a home exercise program, asking questions about sleep hygiene and stress levels, whether they have community supports in place, asking about the specifics of their home environment, such as do they have a walk-up or an elevator building, which by the way, made a huge difference for my Manhattan clients and using their individual goals and struggles as the basis for their specific therapy is what moves the needle for the client and will keep you fascinated by this specialty for life. So the world of pelvic health is yours for the taking. Every single one of the communities we discussed today are vastly underserved and likely aren't getting the time and education they need from the more traditional modes of healthcare, such as through their GP. We have the time with them. We have the expertise that it takes, such as task analysis, And we can always turn back to models such as person, environment, and occupation to guide us. Our clients need us. Get out there and serve your people. If you are interested in learning more about the specifics of who we can work with, where we can work, what our common values are, and even more detail about the approaches and the modalities that we can use as OTs in pelvic health, go to my show notes page and check out the OTs map to the world of pelvic health. It's something I recently created because I was a guest on Lynn Schulte's Healing Birth Summit, and I have to tell you, it is a beautiful guide into this amazing world of pelvic health. Thanks for listening to another episode of OTs and Pelvic Health. If you haven't already, hop onto Facebook and join my group, OTs for Pelvic Health, where we have thousands of OTs at all stages of their pelvic health career journey. This is such an incredibly supportive community where I go live each and every week. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and post it to IG, Facebook, wherever you post your stuff, and be sure to tag me and let me know why you like this episode. This will help me to create in the future what you want to hear more of. Thanks again for listening to the OTs and Pelvic Health Podcast.